0: What's up, everybody? My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you are tuned in to Kinda Neat. Thank you for tuning in. As always, this week on the show, we have somebody that I've kind of known from just around the way for probably over 10 years or 10 years-ish. Nate No Face. He's a synth punk artist who's been working on music since his teenage years when he fell in love with rap music and was secretly making music uh, on an SB 1200 and writing raps uh, in Tucson, Arizona, where he was born and raised. And I've known about him in the scene for a long time. He was in the rap scene, but he was like making alternative music or, I mean, it was punk music is what it was. He ran around all the same rappers that I knew And so, yeah, we've only been acquaintances for many years, like the type of person I would see in public and shake hands with, what have you, but didn't know each other very well. And you know what? Super approachable, friendly guy. Loved this conversation. An absolute pleasure. And things have been really taking off even more so for him lately. And he credits that to newfound sobriety and covid you know giving him a chance to concentrate on everything and giving people a chance to really like take a step back and listen to his music more but yeah as of late it seems like things are picking up for him and i'm uh, super stoked for him and um he just put out a record with the homie adam weiss on eyeball records called bound to let you down that's his most recently released record it's available on all streaming platforms and yeah man give it a listen uh, what's been going on in our life? Let's see. Oh yeah, a baby is on the way. I'm really starting to get scared. I'm really starting to get stressed. I'm starting to get anxiety about the, the fact that I'm always living on like a six month schedule, knowing where my money's coming from and what have you is nerve wracking and causing me a lot of anxiety currently uh, because obviously I want to be able to um, support my new growing family. And beyond that, the wife is extremely busy with this job, like to an extent where it seems like her uh, job is really taking advantage of a lot of their employees. But at the same time, there's like nothing we can do about it because we need health insurance so badly because our system is so fucked and health insurance being tied to a job. Is the carrot that they dangle to keep you employed? I guess. I don't know. If we were in any other situation right now where, like, perhaps she wasn't pregnant or, or if we already had like a toddler or something, I I don't know. If we, if it was any cheaper to have health insurance right now, I would be like, quit your fucking job. This job is some bullshit. (laughs) But unfortunately, I guess we're just going to have to let them work her to the bone until she can take maternity leave and then we'll figure it out from there. It's a lot right now, man. The stress and the anxiety and the depression is a lot right now, but we're getting through it. It's all right. We're going to be all right. Finally got our uh, baby registry up. If any of you guys want to buy some baby registry shit, feel free. You know, you can go to babylist.com, search for my name, Lee Shaner, Mia and Lee Shaner will pop up and you know, you guys could buy something for the little boy on the way. We got our first big registry gift. My mom bought us a car seat. Trying to install it has been a learning experience, to say the least, a bit of a nightmare. When we put it in, it just seems janky. Like it, if you imagine putting a rear facing car seat in the vehicle and having the where the baby's feet are next to the back seat, right? And the head would be towards the front of the vehicle, you know, so it's rear facing. Everything's locked in all normal on this one that we got, but then like you can just kind of like lift it at the head and it would just bend forward. And I'm like, that doesn't seem safe. I don't know. It's been a nightmarish couple of days where we're trying to like do deep dives into the internet to see if this is installed correctly or if it's safe because it just doesn't seem safe to me. I don't know. It turns out that we have already opened the package, so we can't return it and get another one. I talked to the registry and we couldn't do it. And then I called and left a message uh, on customer support for the company that makes the car seat and was like, yo, this doesn't seem right. And somebody finally called me back this morning and was like, oh yeah, nah, it's supposed to do that. That's perfectly safe. And I'm like, really? That does not. That seems crazy to me that this just wiggles around. But who the fuck am I fooling? Where are we going to be driving this baby anyways? We're in the middle of a fucking pandemic. It's going to be going on for another year, I'm sure. So, you know, hopefully it's safe. I have no idea it's surprising the lack of instruction there is on the internet for brand new parents that are worried about everything because a lot of the tutorials about how to install these car seats they seem like they're made for seasoned professionals that already have a few kids or maybe even have toddlers or something and have been through it before and yeah for us as a- about to have an infant we're just like i don't know this doesn't seem right how can we find out if it's right i don't know it's scary man It's hard I, Like this was the thing That really dawned on me Like oh fuck I'm gonna be a new parent And I have no fucking clue What I'm doing So that's what I'm going through This week I'm scared shitless bruh. Send help Oh <laughs> yeah, I know I talked about The depression last week N- Not much has changed On that front Still very depressed <laughs> This week uh, Maybe more so Yesterday was a really rough day Uh, trying to power through it, thinking perhaps I should finally, you know, take some responsibility and maybe start talking to somebody again. I haven't had a therapist since my early 20s. Perhaps I need another one. I've always been scared of getting on SSRIs, but I'm actually considering it lately. Like, perhaps I should be hitting that Zoloft or something. I don't know. Uh, I don't know why I've always been so scared to take meds. I think it's this, uh, Naive worry that it's going to change me or turn me into some kind of like non feeling zombie, or it used to really scare me that it would affect my creativity, which is not as big of a deal to me anymore because you know, whatever. Yeah, that's something that I've been really contemplating a lot, but then that's the thing is that the depression is like, hey man. You're already so busy and that's so much extra work to figure out how to like actually navigate your health insurance and get your primary doctor assigned and visit your primary doctor in order for them to give the okay to see a therapist. And then the months of like trying to figure out the right SSRI and the right dosage that. Doesn't make you fucking suicidal or something. I I don't know, man. It's very daunting. And I know that that's all just the depression telling me, like, don't do this thing. But that motherfucker spits good game, that depression. Got a smooth tongue, that depression. Really convincing fella, that depression. We'll see what happens. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Yeah, I'm gonna try. (laughs) Let's get into it oh, I know what I want to say. In this conversation, at one point, we're talking about rappers from Tucson that we knew because he's from Tucson. And I used to be in Tucson sometimes because I would go out um, there to battle. Uh, I, went, I think I went out there either definitely once, maybe even twice um, for battling. I've definitely played a show there in the past that was really great. And I had some really close friends almost 20 years ago this would have been back in 2003 2004 so like what is that 17 years ago something like that they were this group that we couldn't think of the name and now i know their name was joint custody and i don't know how i forgot that but Roch Callis and DJ Elite so i mentioned Roch and i mentioned Ian Ian was DJ Elite and then callus was the other rapper in that group and after having this conversation with Nate I went back and looked at all these old Polaroids that I had from uh, the year 2004, maybe 2000. Yeah, 2004. I had a bunch of pictures of joint. One of the best Polaroid pictures I ever took was a picture of joint custody just at a gas station. They drove out from Tucson to L.A. And then this was actually the weekend that I met Speak. Speak drove up from Riverside to Santa Barbara to hop in my car to then drive to the Bay to a battle <laughs> and joint custody drove out from Tucson, met up with us in Santa Barbara. And then we all drove up towards the Bay. And at some point we stopped at a gas station. I took this picture of joint custody where the background blew out. And it looks like this white back It looks like a studio shot. It's a beautiful photo. If, if, if you don't mind me tooting my own horn, my point is I knew these guys really well. And I had like an old man brain fart where I couldn't think of their group name, but shout out joint custody. Shout out Tucson. And uh, without further ado, here is my conversation with Nate No Face. You and I have kind of known each other just from around L.A. music shit for like probably 10 years at least, if not even earlier than that. Like maybe even were you out here in like oh, nine? No, I, th- I think
1: I touched down. Oh, you know what? I might have touched down at the end of oh, nine.
0: No, no, no. I'm sorry.
1: It was like uh, I, I I was here for 2012 New Year's Eve okay. so I was probably here a year before that okay all right you know, so yeah
0: because you used to be around the McKenna Muerte yeah yeah then, right?
1: I, you're right I mean I would always be coming out here yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean before I was I was probably moved out here at 11 to, or 2010 but before that I was always out here with those guys yeah like, we for would sure. come out per- crime would come out and perform and hit and run would bringing me out and so right yeah yeah
0: so I'd be seeing you around at shows even as far exactly. back exactly and so you were coming out for those shows from Tucson?
1: Yeah, Tucson, Arizona.
0: Born and raised in Tucson. Born and
1: raised in Tucson, Arizona. I've never lived anywhere else except now here. No shit. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, are you indigenous or Chicano? No, I'm like? Mexican American. I mean,
1: yeah, I'm Mexican. My mother's full blooded Mexican and my father was Jewish.
0: And they are both from Tucson? Yeah, or? both
1: of all my family. I'm the only one who went off the res, man. I'm the only one who left. And now my brothers followed. But yeah. most of my family, you don't leave the city. They're all in Tucson.
0: Yeah. So how many generations or did they move? there themselves. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, I don't know too much of past, you know, a certain, like, great-grandfather, but, yeah, the, all of them Tucson. No shit. Yeah, yeah. Why? What, what, what was the hustle what, out in Tucson? I don't know what brought them there. You know, I mean, uh, uh, probably coming from Sonora, Mexico, maybe came over. I know we have some family over there, but uh, uh, just, I don't know.
0: Half Jewish, half Mexican, do you relate more to one side of the family than the other? Like, do you know more about your Mexican family than your Jewish family oh, or vice versa? Oh, for first? sure. yeah. For yeah. sure,
1: because, uh, uh, yeah, they raised me. My father, he passed away when I was 13 but then uh, like yeah that's who raised me was my Mexican side and uh, so I didn't really know my father's family really at all and then uh, years later my mom kind of kept me away from my cousins on his side because they it's kind of funny that yeah, my cousins were p- pretty bad on that side. So. No shit. Yeah, so my mom never introduced me to the family until we were like in our 20s when we we're all at clubs together. And then we're like, hey, you're my fucking cousin. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys look alike and shit in your <laughs> yeah, 20s? No, we just knew that, oh, that's Mateo, oh, that's Nathan. So, yeah, then we started hanging out. But I didn't know my father's side really at all. And yeah. it's a, something I would like to find out more about because there's right. a lot of questions I have. Yeah, Totally.
0: You got memories of your dad? You remember a yeah, lot yeah, of him? Yeah, hardcore, what, what, man. What, what, what was uh, he like?
1: I mean, he, oh, he was a salesman, hustler. Like, that was just his thing, man. Uh, And he lived on the East Coast, so we would go out there every summer, hang out with him in Maine or uh, he would take us to New York. and So yeah, a lot of memories. And then the last year before he passed, he moved to Arizona, so we got a good year in with him. Dope. But yeah, yeah, man, he's a... uh, I'll always remember him.
0: So you say you're visiting on the East Coast, so your parents split up when you were a baby or something? Oh yeah, like I think we
1: moved out there when we were five years old and then they divorced immediately and then, uh, so we came back at, you know, six years old. only out there for a year because I'm born in Tucson but they we moved out there and then uh uh yeah, then every summer uh, until, like, we were 10 or 11, we'd go out there. And he just had the—even though he was from Tucson, Arizona, he had an East Coast swag, a pinky ring and trench coats. He was just that guy, always a salesman.
0: What made him move to the East Coast? Just business. Business stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did he sell? Do you remember? He was a
1: health—or uh, insurance. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I, I just remember stories of him partying with my uncles, and they I would hear them always tell him, like, damn, you're a fucking salesman, because he'd just be selling everything. He was yeah. just a— yeah, I don't know. He was just a, a smooth
0: talker. Yeah, exactly. That's tight. Siblings? How, you just said my you have brother a brother, Zach. Zachy Forcefons. Zachy? Oh, Zachy's your real brother. Yeah, yeah. That's porn. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tight. No shit. So that's your younger brother. Older. Oh, that's your older yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, fourteen months apart. Okay, yeah, damn, yeah, almost Irish brother. twins, huh? <laughs> yeah, you guys yeah, are close. exactly. What was growing up in Arizona like for the two of you? What did you guys get into?
1: I mean, uh, you know, it's it's a small city, and definitely during like the '80s and '90s. There wasn't much there I think uh uh like when I first bought my sp 1200 I had to order it out of a back of a magazine source magazine from some store in Brooklyn like Tucson didn't carry instruments like of that course. if you went into a, a instrument store in Tucson it was straight guitars or stuff for fucking mariachi bands or yeah. something you know what I mean they did, had no hip hop gear no Sam but uh yeah we just would grow up playing in the desert and you know I mean you're along the border of Mexico Arizona and Sonora so shit we got into a lot of trouble drugs coming in constantly and that's what I mean that's definitely what my family uncles and my brother gravitated to it's just so easy to just you know mule drugs across and oh no kidding oh yeah
0: that's like seems terrifying though. oh I mean
1: you don't know it when you're in it yeah like honestly it was just nothing like yeah you go to friends house burlap sacks everywhere just from guys backpacking it through the desert and you don't know Oh, but then as you get older all of a sudden sh- bad shit starts to happen I was happen. gonna say
0: that just seems like a very dangerous trade along the border particularly probably more in modern times than it was back in the 80s or 90s but oh like, yeah
1: yeah man for sure. the
0: technology of like catching people along the border now is like insane it seems oh, like.
1: yeah. oh I yeah mean, and then what they're doing is they're pushing them they're making coyotes and people that are muling since everything's locked with cameras they don't have that whole border locked so the areas that are just so hard to cross yeah. they just leave it so they're like fuck it if you can do it, go ahead. We're, oh, we're not right. even it. to stop you because it's so hard. People yeah, dying left and right, you know, coming through that desert.
0: Oh, that's wild.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, so yeah, just growing up in Tucson was just, it was easy to get in trouble because there's nothing to do, man. Yeah. It's just kids in a desert.
0: Yeah, right. I mean, like, <laughs> as a little kid, were you like finding lizards and yeah, shit to play exactly. with? exactly. Like, I mean, it
1: was nothing for us to be shooting at 10 or 7. I think I got my first 22 when I was like 10 and oh, was shooting gosh. guns. Like, it, we had BB guns everywhere. Like, parents there, just like, yeah, go play with your gun. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: Would you you guys ever have BB gun fights? Because growing up in Alaska, we had BB gun Sick. fights.
1: Sick. You know what? I didn't. I don't remember. I mean, I accidentally shot a friend once, but I didn't. But then other friends of mine did. And they yeah. would even put up. Oh. Fucking spaghetti, you know oh, wow. noodles, yeah, noodles, dried noodles. I guess they. I didn't never saw them do it, but I heard they would oh, always shit. be doing
0: that. Yeah. yeah, we would throw on like Carhartt coveralls, <laughs> uh, the, the the real thick like winterized ones, right? no ski way. goggles, and fucking yeah. Oh shit, that was yeah. It, I mean, I, I didn't yeah. partake, but I my buddies were <laughs> yeah. doing the same. It's got to be almost the same. You're
1: growing up in this real out of the way. Absolutely. Area.
0: I, I mean, uh, Alaska is actually an arctic desert. That's what they call it because oh, it d- it doesn't get a lot of um rain precipitation, so it's considered an arctic desert. Oh. Oh wow, you know, right. So it's just cold and dry instead right. of right. Yeah, that's what we
1: are. That's what everyone says when it's a oh it's Arizona. It's a dry heat. I'm like, so it's a fucking oven, man. Put yeah, your what... head in an
0: oven. Dude. <laughs> so I mean, what else? Like sports? Were you guys uh, like normal sports kids, no, or were mean, you always I skated artsy? Like
1: a little bit, but I wasn't. But as far as my brother in high school, he ended up getting into boxing. Oh, so wow. yeah, so he got it. He only had one fight. Crazy shit happened, but uh, so we <laughs> our whole backyard was basically like a gym. We had crazy bad. Speed bags, heavy bags. Yeah, but that was about the only real sport we partaked. Everything else, high school, we were just a mess.
0: Did you get into boxing?
1: I, you know, what's crazy is I would just train with them and spar with them, and then I would hold the hand gloves and just do the, uh, uh, you know, the routines with them. So I never stepped in a ring, but doing all that, like I felt like, oh man, and then pick up some hands. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it was just, yeah, it was fun. So, uh, and then we would just play around and stuff. So,
0: which is interesting to me because in watching your Instagram and shit, like you still train like a box. Are kind of, you oh, do a yeah. lot of like all body weight work. Right, and, right, right, yeah. I love it.
1: I mean, and what's crazy is I wasn't always like that. We had our little moment. And then rock and roll and fucking drugs, and yeah. then I stopped. And honestly, right now I'm just doing it so much because uh, I'm trying to stop away from the party. You know? okay, so yeah. I'm like, you know, I've been hitting it hard. But yeah, it all goes back to I remember shit I do. And Buddy's back home in Arizona, there, you know, it's a small town. You have a lot of fist fights
0: and stuff. Yeah. So guys, do take care of themselves totally. and do their stuff. Totally. Yeah. Uh, what did mom do to pay the bills in Arizona? She
1: was uh, got into a, a mortgage. Yeah. She okay. was doing mortgage uh, stuff. That's all. Like her, my aunts, they all picked the industry to all do so it was all like real estate uh related you know I didn't really know too much but she was there definitely totally.
0: a lot of cousins on the Mexican side out there oh uh, yeah 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 a lot of cousins was your, your family known like oh watch out for those guys uh, a bunch you know of-
1: I didn't I mean my uncle got down but I would have to say as far as uh, Yeah, it didn't feel like that. No, yeah. I don't know. I mean, our f- generation's deep in that city, totally. For sure. So you guys you know are what I like mean? a well-known
0: so you, family, like people know who you are just as far as you've been there for a long yeah, time.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then, the, you know, one uncle's a rough and tumble, the other one isn't so much. But right. yeah, our family, you find out like so many people, you know, like I would just be hanging out. My mom would be like, oh yeah, that's your second cousin, your third cousin. I don't count those, but it's like you find out like, oh shit. Or anytime there's a big party, like a quinceañera or a, a oh, 50th right. anniversary, half the cities here and you didn't even know like oh shit you know my people like you you know what i mean it's just yeah
0: tucson compared to phoenix to me when i visited always seems like a little more artistic or something or or like smaller and more community based than phoenix or other places in Arizona. does that seem accurate Ah, uh,
1: big time I, I always felt like because uh, i went to school in uh phoenix for uh i went to conservatory recording arts i just okay, you yeah. know and so I, and i lived up there for six months that was my first time really experiencing phoenix i was young and uh yeah that's what i felt it just it didn't uh, maybe it's just because i was in that college area but it just felt like that city never i hate to say this i don't want of shit on nobody but for a while it just felt like it had no culture it was just that's this how big I, metropolis or something
0: and, and I, I haven't been to phoenix enough to like know that or say yeah. that definitively but when i visited comparatively tucson feels like it has a little more soul and a little yeah. more culture and a little more like of an artistic base and phoenix just feels like a bunch of suburbs th- thrown together to dude me.
1: that's the way and now that i'm knowing more people and as i got older i'm like okay they do have their 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 little pockets Things, of something yeah. but it's just it seems like it's so hard to find because Scottsdale just blows everything oh, right, away. It's like right. everything's Scott. You know, we, we for a while Scottsdale was the whole porn industry was coming from L.A. to Scottsdale. Oh, I didn't know that. So yeah, like years ago in the early night or late nineties, early two thousands. So it's like for a minute, Scottsdale just had this huge money coming into it, and that just took over anything you thought of Phoenix. No, like, sure. so. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but I totally agree with what you're saying. Yeah,
0: so already you brought up um, buying an SP as a kid, uh, a 404. How old were you when you got your first SP404? No, no, SP1200. SP1200. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Uh, uh, I think before. I was
1: 17.
0: To even desire an SP1200 at that point, that means that you probably had been thinking about it or desiring to make beats for a few years even before that, right? So so right. what kind of music did you fall in love with that made you want to get that?
1: I mean, it was definitely hip-hop. Yeah. It was definitely who, who You know, I I loved all music, but that was the first music that I totally geeked out on. Like, okay, like even coming up, like as a kid, I like watching La Bomber or Buddy Holly. Like there's certain music that hits me that I'm like, oh, as a 10 year old, I really like that. But then my first music I geeked out on was hip hop. And I just, and what's so crazy is, uh in Tucson, I was the only one in my crew who liked East Coast rap. Yeah. Nobody else liked that. Right. Like you would not get, my friends would be like, take that shit out of no here. Shit. Yeah. Oh, I hung out with guys who just bumped gangster rap, yeah, like a bunch yeah. of knuckleheads. So uh, I would just do my digging and I would look at the back, or I would just read every source magazine. And I'm like, what do they make their music on at SB 1200? And I really got it. Just, I didn't want to make beats. I, I wanted to rap, but uh, like, again, I knew nobody who did this shit. Yeah. So I was like, okay, let me make my beats just so I can rap. You know what? I mean, yeah. I was. What I've always said I'm a vocalist, songwriter first. Right. I only make beats because no one will make them for hey, me. <laughs> I got
0: you. Yeah, I feel you. What age was that when you first start looking through the source religiously? Like, are you? Is it junior high or high school? Or? Uh no. It's
1: pro- yeah, early high school, yeah. freshman year. I oh, think wow. junior high just wasn't. We bumped it, and I was like, cool. But then high school, they even gave me a nickname, Verse. Oh, okay. All uh, my boys would call me Verse because uh, anytime they saw me in the hallway, I'm rapping Rock hymn lyrics. Like, oh, wow. Always. Just yeah, yeah. Ditching class walking around and they just find me in a hallway Nate,
0: rap a Rakim lyric wow. I don't know why I just
1: loved Rakim in my high school man
0: That's amazing and so while you're listening to Rakim and what like B- Big Daddy Kane or, yeah, or?
1: All, all of Cold Chillin'. Yeah, I bought Cold Chillin'. every Cold Chillin' like the way you collected GI Joes or some oh, shit. Wow. Like every, if it, I didn't even need to know the artist, like yeah. the way kids were doing No Limit in another era. Yeah, I was buying anything on Cold Chillin'. I just loved East Coast music, and why I don't know if it was something I got from my pops, like loving the East Coast, but. And it even goes to punk music. It's like anything kind of coming out of New York, I really gravitate to, and I've never figured out why, man.
0: Right, right. More than the West Coast hardcore show.
1: Yeah. And now I love it. I give everything, and I love everything, and everything gives me something. But in those years, it was definitely East Coast rap. They're making their music on an SP-1200. Got to get one. Oh, they're doing ASR-10. Got to get one. So
0: when the SP-1200 arrives— how do you start figuring it out? Because there's no YouTube to teach you. And those no, things YouTube, are not easy.
1: Nobody to ask. I literally, like I said, nobody. I found a music store in Phoenix, as a matter of fact, because Tucson didn't have them, that would, uh, had a bunch of sounds on them. And they said, you could come up here and format your disc and leave with our sound banks. Because oh, wow. it has 10 second sample time. And yeah. I I think when I got it, I didn't even have records yet. I didn't know what I was buying, man. Right. I just I had some money as a kid, just because we're doing dumps. And I was like, I'm going to buy this. And yeah. I had no idea. So, man, I just, I can't even remember how I finally got into it, like, as far as learning how to work it the right way. And then I remember Pete Rocker, someone once saying, "Uh, if you don't know how to filter on, uh, use the filter, you ain't worth your SP-1200. I didn't even know what that word meant. So yeah. I, you know, you're right. So I don't know. I didn't know. The and then later, I think I started bumping into people that again what's so crazy is my friends did a lot of drug dealing so east coast people would come pick up work from Arizona and take it back and anytime someone was from there I'd be bugging them like hey tell me what it's like and my friends would even tell leave him the fuck alone he ain't here for that but I'd be like and sometimes every now and then you'd find a guy who was into hip hop sometimes they're not but sometimes they'll be like oh yeah Latin quarters oh yeah this this and I'd be like oh so yeah I mean I just the way I learned everything was just through people that were from there or just listening and
0: then the artist talk. Yeah, wow. So you end up buying a turntable and start sampling off the turntable? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what kind of... I know you now for such a specific brand of music, but then like 20 years ago, does that mean that it was like straight up backpack rap was what oh, you're yeah. making originally yeah
1: and no one knew like i never rapped in front of no one i uh, probably about the time that you and me like yeah. i barely started letting the world know in my damn 30s like yeah. i real my brother zach would come over and he'd be so pissed i'd have all this gear and me and he'd be like dude you ain't never gonna let the world hear this like yeah. and then we owned some hip-hop shops in uh tucson where we sold records uh, uh i had all my gear in the store and even then when people would walk in they'd be like what are you doing i just ah, i just mess around. Like I showed. Nobody, no I would kidding. be c- carrying local rappers shit on our shelves in our store, and no one knew I did music. What was your guys' store called? Uh, there was we had a uh, Rosie's was Zach's, Planet Z was Zach's, and then mine was All City. A- oh, and, and we sold uh, graffiti supplies, shirts. You know, I did mine a little few years after Zach's closed all his, yeah, but yeah, yeah, we we're kind of like the staple of hip hop in Tucson.
0: So when you're In high school, I mean, at this point, you're probably about graduating from high school by the time you're really like figuring out how to work the SP, right? So, are, you're not showing any of your friends like your little tapes that you're making. No, or anything? no. I think
1: one time I uh, I had the SP and everything, but I still had no gear. Like I didn't have a computer, so I literally uh, I think a family member had a karaoke machine, so I would run the music into one cassette, record my vocal onto the other cassette, take that cassette, put it back in there, so I could do and record it again, so I could add ad libs and and ra- doubles or do, yeah, yeah. You have so, a
0: literal one track, but you're turning it into like a four. Oh, track Oh, man, by the yeah. time the song was done, the quality was oh, horrible. Oh, man, just overdubbed a million yeah. times. Yeah, so the wow.
1: I, I, only reason why I say this because there was one time I let a homie of mine hear what I was doing with my karaoke yeah. machine. And and he thought it was cool, but it didn't go past that, and I never showed no one again. Yeah. It really took me a long time to uh, finally show people.
0: How often were you working on stuff? Were you working on it obsessively and still hiding it from people, or was it more like— this is a hobby I touch on every couple of weeks or No, so. I was doing it constantly. Holy shit. I loved
1: it, man. Yeah. yeah, I loved it. I remember maybe I'm 18 at this time, but 19 and uh, friends would come over and they'd be like, what do you do, Nate? And I still wouldn't show them what I would do, but I would maybe put on a record that had an acapella and I would put my beat to it so they could hear like oh, a yeah. big pun or something, you know. Uh, over uh, your to my, So they got to hear beats. But as far as rapping... Never.
0: Yeah. So, did you kind of learn to DJ a little bit too at that point? If you're, I wouldn't
1: if you're... say that because I, I respect DJ so okay, much, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I fronted like a few times. I think yeah. I DJed like a couple parties at one point, and yeah. yeah but I mean, I, I would not consider myself just because of what people. Are, I you know. I you. think it's so I dope what they do.
0: Real quick, this is a topic I cover every interview, but like, how how was school for you? Did you thrive in school or did you hate school? No, I hate.
1: I mean, I loved school for class clowning and yeah. all my friends hanging out, but not for the learning, which I regret, but you know, I dropped out. I dropped out when I was 16.
0: You dropped out. Yeah. Uh, so you didn't have any college plans or anything like that. It was like, let's just get, oh, get yeah, no.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was, I, I thought I was going to be fucking, you know, I, I, at one point I did, I want to be Scarface, you know, growing up, like I said, where I'm from, you want yeah. to be a
0: narco. Yeah. Wow. So you just dropped out of school to get straight into the drug game.
1: Yeah. I think that's exactly what I did. I, I was selling, we just quarter bags of weed and my brother was selling coke and I was buying pounds and breaking them down or quarter pounds and yeah Yeah.
0: I find that very intriguing and I want to dig into it at the same time I never uh want to be DJ Vlad on these things and have people (laughs) like snitching on themselves so as much as you're comfortable of talking about this it all yeah so because honestly it's so far back yeah my whole story and thing is is like
1: I dabbled but I grew up around some heavy shit, yeah. but my message to kids is like, I didn't ha- I didn't partake heavy, you know yeah. what I mean? I did when I was young. We're talking eighteen, but I'm talking in, the, in my twenties when fools are doing diesel trucks and de- I got a job, you know. I, yeah. I you know I, I never dove heavy into okay. it, so I'm co- always comfortable talking about because my message is always like, you can hang around this shit and yeah. you don't need to get fully evolved. And yeah. if you're your people and they're your friends, they're not gonna push you to. There's some jobs that I wanted to do because I I needed money, and my friends would be like this ain't for you dude like yeah. don't do that shit you know what I mean because I in my city you everybody it wasn't like I just knew this guy who's making tons of money I knew hundreds of them okay so they would hear oh Nate you're gonna go work with homie like nah don't do that so yeah. my that's always my message I don't mind talking about it because I want to tell people like you don't have to get down yeah. okay you know?
0: so you would see people that you knew and looked up to who were knee deep in it oh and they would kind of tell you like hey man don't get too deep into this shit yeah. no Or they give out. me easy jobs yeah. Like
1: okay we're gonna stash 200 pounds at your crib We'll pay you $10 a pound For every day that it's gonna be there Maybe it's only Holy gonna shit. be there two days Maybe it's gonna be there a couple of days You know who yeah. knows But yeah they, I'd do shit like that But as far as actually putting in that work And yeah. like getting in a car and driving it Or going out I didn't do that man. Right right And I think it's music I I, I saw friends do prison and stuff And I couldn't live without my music man.
0: Yeah right Never What was the plan then when you dropped out Just get like a fast factory job or something. Yeah, or? I just wasn't thinking, man. Yeah.
1: I, I wasn't I couldn't tell you. Again, it was probably yeah, I think I'm going to do that and then I couldn't tell you when I realized I wouldn't or I was just always just never really diving into it so i don't i don't think i had it i wanted to be scarface i wanted to be mc the fucking nate you know yeah. i want but i never really went hard on nothing
0: huh That's weird so you just kind of like cruise through life for a few yeah, years yeah man which yeah. i
1: totally regret but yeah i cruised you know my family had a blockyard so i got that job at 18 i guess at one point 18 i go to conservatory of recording arts and i'm yeah. like and i even went not to be an engineer i was just like okay this is going to help me maybe learn production cuz again no one's teaching me this shit right. i had money so I had an a I had I remember you go in my room and it was just tons of gear and I didn't know how to use half of it I yeah. was just buying the like right. so uh uh yeah so then I found conservatory recording arts and I was like all right let me go to this and uh so maybe I thought I would you know music was always the intention that was it yeah I just didn't know what or how or where but
0: when you get to that conservatory you're probably one of the only people that has like an sp12 and like that was concentrating on rap Everybody else was like Wanting to learn how to do Rock guitars and shit Exactly or? Dude yeah, yeah. you
1: nailing it man Cause you're right I there. I, it was to the point Where I got in there And it's all these dudes And some of them are Fucking amazing guitar players Everyone's striving to be An engineer And I'm the one who I'm not about to say I'm a fucking rapper You're supposed right. to get up First day of class And say what you did So I got up and said I was a DJ Oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I was like you know what? I'm just trying to I'm a DJ And I just want to learn But then I remember I would have little get togethers And sell all the students weed And they I remember we had like all of them over one night and this is a totally different crowd that I'm used to hanging out with I mean these guys but I liked it because I opened my doors they showed me bands I didn't know exist and this is what got me into other music but uh, uh yeah, I remember once all the students coming over and they were like, What the fuck? You're supposed to buy this when you know how. I remember one student always saying that and it always stuck with me. He's like, You buy this shit after you learn. Because like, yeah. I had a sixteen channel MAC. I mean it wasn't shit, but uh, back yeah. then for an 18-year-old kid, yeah, you know, eight-track yeah. A-DATs, you oh, know, just wow.
0: everything, man. And so you had like a whole like studio that you <laughs> built and just n- not no knowledge of how to use it. <laughs> Nothing. That's and then so I funny. learned,
1: like, okay, I learned how to sync the SP to the a and leave one track over for the bleed of the simpty and I did learn but yeah. uh, it it was a long journey man. I mean
0: to this day when I walk in the studio I always feel like I'm under utilizing it because you walk into the tracking room and it's just like look at all these toys that I don't know how to use any of them, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I know this is like a gazillion dollars worth of equipment and I don't know how to use any of it. That's
1: my life, man. I feel like it's almost still my life. I record into Ableton and man, I see people get so busy and I'm like, dog, all I need to know is how to push play and
0: record. Right, right. Any
1: of the EQing, I suck at EQing. Any of the EQing, if I'm gonna pop in a mic, I learn to pull back. Everything I do, I just fucking do it, yeah. Well,
0: that was the same thing. Like, I never really learned how to use Pro Tools so I learned how to rap my verses in one take really well, so I never six, had to do see? fucking punch-ins, you know? See?
1: And then how dope that makes you, man. Yeah, like, I mean, for real.
0: Yeah, for me, arguably middling, but, you know, uh, <laughs> it, it, it it works. How long do you last at the conservatory?
1: I mean, I graduated. Yeah, I remember my oh. mom being so proud because they moved. I mean, it was like whatever. How I don't long know of how a the program grading is system...
0: That? I'm sorry? How long is the program?
1: Uh, six months, and then they turned it into an eight-month when the digital world came in, yeah, but right. I didn't go back for that. Actually, I went back, but I never signed up. That's
0: your first time being a from home
1: yeah kind of exactly. yeah, by yourself yeah yeah I got an apartment uh, yeah. uh, and like I said I wasn't getting busy but I had family who always helped me out yeah. so they were like my family was like okay you go to school don't get a job study learn this shit we'll pay for everything yeah. so I didn't have to work out an apartment paid for I just went to school and 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 I remember my mom giving me a, a or got so happy because the grades got mailed to her address and I passed with like all A's and then you had the way you graduate is you finish that and you go do an internship at a music studio and that's where the dumb Nate comes in. I moved to Hollywood and this is like 2000, I moved to Hollywood and I try to get a intern at Skip Sailors. I, I can't get it. So then I just have my homies sign paperwork saying that I'm interning for them at their studio. They I send it to the school and I pass. Oh, like wow. you know, so I didn't I really I didn't never got that internship. I think I did one day at a studio and I was like this ain't for me because at that point i'm in my early 20s all my friends are really balling and i'm like i ain't gonna fucking intern fuck that yeah you know i went back to doing whatever because
0: you're watching all your friends like make big bucks doing illegal shit and you're like why do i have to take the slow road exactly
1: and and again i didn't dive into it finally but i was just like oh i'm gonna go with them because that's where the party the girls all that shit is you know what i mean
0: well let me ask you this when you move away from home uh what, what do you learn about yourself? I ask that because, like, I wonder, did you make a shitload of friends? You seem like a very friendly guy, approachable guy, but at the same time, like, you also seem scary. Oh no
1: no no! I'm more scared, man. I'm fucking so shy. No 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 anxiety. no! I don't
0: mean that you're shy. I mean you seem like a scary dude sometimes. Like watching you perform, I'm like, oh, that's a pit bull. Yeah, no, thank that's you, a pit man. bull. You but know what see, I, mean? I
1: think that's just that moment. Because yeah. otherwise, I feel the exact opposite. Really? So I answer your question. Yeah, I made no friends. No When shit. I lived in Phoenix, I had not one friend. And the thing I guess I learned about myself. I, I didn't think about it until you asked right now, but yeah. uh, uh, that I'm totally cool with being alone. Oh, Cause yeah. Because I, I was. I, I just I would drive around Phoenix. I would f- uh, uh, make music constantly. Like, that was my friend. Because even then, the conservatory kids didn't know what I was doing. And I would go, and, and yeah. I would get inspired. Uh, they'd be singing, and they'd be indie rock. And then I'd go back. And even though I'm a hip-hop head, I'd try to sing or something. But yeah. ha- even when I moved here in 2000, I had no friends, man. I remember driving around LA until my ass would hurt because wow. I just... I knew nobody In the end A Tucson kid Went to USC Became a kappa And he would take me To a lot of college parties But besides that man Yeah I didn't I didn't meet nobody
0: No shit How long were you in Hollywood A year One year One year
1: Yep And that
0: was lonely as
1: well Yeah yeah. Oh hell yeah I didn't know nobody in LA I, didn't. I remember There was a big DJ in Tucson Mr. Pete yeah. And he got a job At Priority It was in the CNN building On Hollywood Boulevard And I remember him Hitting up my brother Because he knew of my brother Because we had those stores and uh, he'd be like, yo man, tell your brother, I know he makes beats, I know he does shit, tell him to uh uh, Come through and, uh, you know, hang out. Priority Records, he can come hang out with us. Never went. Yeah. And my brother would even tell me, dude, you're fucking missing out. We know Pete. You could be linking up with people in L.A. And I just, I, I'm just such a, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I was so shy. Right. So I, I never was like, nah, I ain't going to show him my shit. And nah, I ain't going to go hang out. And he even told my brother, your
0: brother's a fucking flake. Yeah, <laughs> but right. But was just
1: like, nah, I ain't hanging out. But then my boys from Tucson would come up here and then we go hit clubs. Like, yeah, I never met no new friends.
0: That's interesting because you seem like a pretty... Just easy to talk to I guess oh I I mean you that's cool I mean? but yeah. yeah
1: I'm just so shy
0: man well so tell me about your brother um Zachy Force Funk because yeah I-, I knew both of your names didn't know you were actual brothers I thought you were just like brothers in crew or whatever right um was he partaking in making all the music with you no, at, at the same he, time too you know what's crazy
1: is I always saw it in him he yeah. would get so happy when he'd come over with his friends and I was a stash house for a lot of his work yeah. so they would come over and he'd be like Nate play this Nate and he loved music. You he would know brag I mean? about you kinda. He, kind he of. loved it. And then uh when we opened up our hip hop shop, honestly we were more into like maybe commercial, like maybe digging in the crates, not so and then Tucson kids who would be like, oh there's a hip hop shop here in Tucson, they would come in and they would school us on because, again, we're coming from a different circle. They yeah. teach us about Mad Lib, about yeah. all these real underground yeah. artists. And we were like, oh, fuck, this shit is dope. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, so he was always a fan, even as he was old. He opened up his stores when he got out of prison his first bid. And uh, so then that's how we got introduced into hardcore hip hop. But he was never doing music. He was yeah. just a fan of it. Yeah. And then one day, we're this is years later now, we're working together at an aviation place. And he, I'm now doing music. The world's kind of when I'm doing music or so, somewhat. Yeah. And he's like, uh, yo, man, I want to rap. And I go, dude, don't rap. Like, we're getting older. I said, dude, do weird shit, like yeah. uh, talk style or sing or something. So then I would kind of get him into it. And now, yeah. yeah, that's how he got into it. He did it real late in the game. That's amazing. That's uh, crazy.
0: How long was Zachy away in prison? Four years. Four, he four did, years. Well, he probably did three. He, his sentence
1: was a two to four. Holy shit. So he did uh, three years because then he ended up getting arrested in prison for selling drugs in prison, oh, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they would. I remember they. The detectives actually called my mom and were like, "Yo, you're coming to see your son this weekend, right?" And they're like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Don't. He's in the hole. We know you. We know you're bringing it. We know you don't know, but you're bringing his girlfriend, and she's bringing him drugs." Holy shit! So they threw us a bone because yeah. they could have let it happen yeah. and, and busted they us. But they're like, "Yeah." They're like, "Fuck." And why they did that, I don't know. Yeah. And then he had to go do a a year in the hole.
0: Yeah. And this is when you were, what, how old were you, like 16, 17?
1: No, I, no, 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 this, I'm probably 20, 21. I was 20 because I was using his ID to get in clubs. Oh, wow. So uh, he was locked up, i get his ID, yeah. and it's his face, but yeah. I'm going to clubs with it. Wow. So I was 20. I wasn't old enough to be in clubs yet.
0: Yeah. You, you told me something off air that you have a kid uh, that you had when you were 16. So did you drop out of school because you had a kid? I dropped out because I was fucking you lazy, hated it man.
1: You know, looking back it as an older, I'm like, ah, oh, you just fucked up. But no, not because. But it was right at the same at time. At the same yes, time. Yep. Yeah.
0: Okay. What was that like as as a 16 year old? What's oh, that like? Oh
1: man, it's six. It, back. I mean, I know it's been happening for ages, yeah. but it felt like I was the only one in the world who had a kid as When I know yeah. that's not the case, but it's just. I remember all my family. My even my mom and everyone was like, we thought your brother would do this, not yeah. you, because wow. I was the more reserved you were the shy guy. guy. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, so it was just it was crazy but again uh, shit man I, I had a house at 18 you know i bought a house and uh, uh i thought i thought i was gonna do it i was like okay she's moving in i'm gonna do the family yeah. thing and, and uh, yeah swimming pool I had and then I, we had turned a room in the side of the house into my studio and oh wow yeah i had rolling shutters it was sick but i was like okay i'm gonna be a family guy this is
0: gonna be it and then boy or girl Like uh, daughter daughter yeah yeah uh, you have other kids since no no that's your only one yep wow amazing congrats that you have a fucking daughter <laughs> yeah. you also said that now you have a grand so- yeah, child? yeah grandson grandson yeah yeah how old is he he is bare- not six months six months yeah just happened man that is wild yeah man who are you th- i'm like oh, what grandfather yeah that's crazy me. wow
1: uh have you gotten to see him yeah yeah i went going like a week yeah. or two after you know it's been hard with this covid oh, thing but i went sucks. uh yeah i went a week after he was born and then I went back for a wedding recently and I was supposed to see him in February but they canceled yeah. for something they were going to come up for because of covid yeah, so of course. I'm excited yeah I'm excited to get back to him because I'm just I was so scared like yeah. oh shit she's having a baby in the middle of this it was right when the pandemic was starting so I was like oh shit you know she's going to be a hospital with these I I got I was getting nervous but yeah. everything turned out great
0: Man that's amazing <laughs> that's uh, who would have guessed I would have never thought that that's <laughs> so wild to hear so when Zaki gets out, you guys open a store? He opens a store? Yeah, he opens a store. That blows my mind. So how— did he first get the idea? How did he have the funding? I would imagine the funding is probably part of the reason he was in jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So he, so, so he had some money put away.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And then as soon as he gets out, he's making it again, you okay, know, and yeah. in Tucson, it's like maybe the way a store o- or started was bullshit. We didn't, he wanted to open a liquor store. Yeah. This is how weird it is. He wanted to open a liquor store. You can't because you're a felon. Yeah. So he's like, all right, I'm going to open a clothing store. Yeah. So then he's, and then he, the clothing store, he only has a couple maybe main lines and he's coming. To here to uh, the fucking alleys buying bootleg shit and bring yeah. it up there just to set it in. Yeah. And this big graffiti artist walks in there one day. I don't know why. And Sess, Sess one. Yeah. And he's like, uh, uh, "Yo, what is this shop?" And then they get to talking, and he's the one who convinces Zach to flip it from trying to sell fucking Fubu and bootleg yeah. Polo, yeah. Then to a, some real hip hop shit and some real shit. And yeah. so then Zach starts get finding out shit, and that's what we did. So you
0: guys are like a workmen's of of. Uh, uh, Tucson. I don't know if you ever did Workman's on Melrose back in the no. early 2000s. It was like the hip hop shop where you could buy like all the, you know, Triple Five Soul and exactly. LRG. and, and But that you you could also like buy fat caps and shit like Exa- that.
1: That was us, dude. That was us. We sold caps. We sold streakers. We sold, you know, exactly. Yeah. And then that was Planet Z.
0: And you're selling records and tapes and shit too? Records as well,
1: yep. Wow, amazing. Yep, everything. And that, we were probably the only one in the state of Arizona. Phoenix didn't even have one.
0: No shit. Yeah, yeah. And did you get heavily involved with that since you were into that shit anyways?
1: No what's crazy is at that point I'm still hanging out with my boys and we're all about fucking like get money music yeah. so that way but I still loved it all so I liked like like I said I remember once uh, I liked like the DITC the underground yeah. New York yeah. but that that hardcore underground I didn't know yet and even when he had a store I didn't really i pop in every now and then it didn't care that store he shut down opened one in downtown Tucson called Rosie's after our mom and that's when I started hanging out more yeah.
0: so what what was the, Why did he shut down the first one and open? the one? I think location.
1: One? We were on the east side and there wasn't a lot of traffic. And then he found a cooler spot that's like in the middle of the, our cool area of Tucson. So he locked that down.
0: Yeah. And so at Rosie's, you get more heavily That's involved. when I'm
1: really getting into it. And then that's when I, right around then, I go to conservatory. And then from there I go to L.A. Yeah. I've been there for a year just fucking around. And then he gets pinched again. Oh, no. And he's like, come down here, run my store. Yeah. So I move from L.A. back to Tucson and I'm running his store. Now I'm meeting all of his customers who are like this is where I meet a lot of the Makina heads oh, yeah. that were based in Tucson. Yeah. And they're uh, coming in and they're teaching me like, oh, you don't know Eli and Grouch, you don't know this here at yeah, school. Me. Legends, and atmosphere. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, oh, dope. And just because even though I'm listening to Get Money rap, I'm I love everything. Yeah. I can appreciate everything. So I'm like, dope. And then and then I get turned on to that.
0: So the stores were a way to turn dirty money into clean money? I think it was just a
1: f- yeah, for maybe for him. When yeah. I what's so
0: crazy is so then he shuts down Rosies. Yeah. And then years
1: later. I'm like the spot's still available, I said, let me try. So okay. then I open up All City in the same location. Yeah. And that, that Zach's maybe was for Dirty Money. Mine yeah. was literally
0: just... For the love of hip-hop.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It really was, man. Yeah. It got to the point where sometimes I'm putting my own money in, because this is now when the internet starts hitting. Yeah. So it's like, okay, music isn't selling, kids are downloading shit, and then uh, that's when I... It was barely hitting, but still, yeah. like, you know, maybe Napster days. Okay. So I was like, uh, fuck, man. And then finally I just shut it down, because it was... And up costing me more
0: I got you was the goal to have like your own clothing and stuff in it too, or was it just really like a record store? You know what? I think at the
1: time that I bought it, now I'm thinking about that. It was another, again, I I always had the dream. I'm such a fucking idiot to to (laughs) not show people my music, but have a dream to be in the music. So it was an angle for me. Like I had my studio gear in there. I would record local rappers. I would host open mics. I would have battles. So it was just for me to get in the community. And then my little crew that I was producing, I would showcase their music. Yeah
0: who were the local rappers that were battling back then do you remember any uh, of yeah them?
1: yeah i mean there's uh, uh my homie uh his back
0: then he was going as mescaline i think uh i had to battle mescaline one time at a battle there was a two-on-two battle um weren't uh uh there was a group of three dudes that i think were from Tucson. Driving Scientists? I knew Driving Scientist. Oh, okay, okay. But it was the other dudes. It was um something to do with like adoption was kind of their name. Uh I wanna now that you say that, I wanna know, but I I don't know, man. It was Roch. It was Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: What the fuck? Uh 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 and he was dope Roch was, was dope uh, 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 and then his other the other and his homie, DJ yeah, who I still DJ. talk to yeah this Ian day. his name is Ian, Ian, Ian. That's but I don't my remember dog. his
0: DJ name he, Ian and I used to exchange books with each other literally we would send each other books Sick. I've known them since the very early 2000s because they were a dope group I always
1: like to look at the band you know the groups coming out oh, of oh I thought they were gonna make it me too yeah I thought they were that good because then Ian could scratch yeah and, and I mean they had some it was the two dudes and, and Ian and you're right yeah. man I was like oh fuck they're dope
0: so I I might have actually been in the same building as you, even as far back as 2003. Sounds like 2004 because it was a two-on-two battle, and Mescaline and his partner ended up winning, and Bo Rat and I were in the final, and it was it was probably like. Yeah, 2003 or something
1: Was it out here or back in? It there? was in Tucson Oh, sick Yeah Yeah, yeah, okay Because uh, what was it? Mike Fights Yeah, it was Mike Fights Mike Fights See, they I would they would hold their entries The battles to get into the battle at yeah. my shop
0: Oh, no shit Yeah,
1: yeah, for the locals in the city It, it was
0: Mike Fights yeah, I was yeah, in a Mike dope. Fights 2 on 2 battle Back in probably 03 or 04 Was it to a beat or did you guys No, go- it was Beats Yeah, it was Beats and Freestyles Back?
1: That's what I miss Because yeah. I, I still fuck
0: around with like I yeah. watch URL or stuff, And yeah. I'm
1: like, man, back in my day We used to back the beats, like you yeah. know, it's just a now,
0: yeah, yeah, totally. But yeah, it was, it was, you know, because you didn't know what beat
1: was coming. And the only on.
0: reason I would do the two on twos is because I didn't have a, I wasn't great enough at freestyling to carry a whole 16 by myself, <laughs> but I could go back and forth on four Real bars fast. and crush, tight, yeah, tight. yeah, yeah. That's dope, uh, but anyways, that's crazy. Small world, yeah, um, yeah. You would host stuff, uh, the battles in the fucking shop, yeah, that's that, amazing,
1: yeah. And that's what it was for me, is that like, because I even went to my homie, I went to my homie and I was like, yo, I want to open, and he knew I did music, he was one of my best friends still is to this day and i told him yo i want to open up this shop Oh, uh, you think you can help me out? And he's like, "Yeah, here's ten grand." You oh, know, and wow. he gave me. And so my shop came off a little better than my yeah. brother's. I got to say it, sorry Zach, yeah. because I had the money to spend, and and then I wasn't buying no bootleg gear. I was like, "Oh, we're gonna buy upper playground. We're gonna buy the shit that was popping oh, yeah, in." Okay, yeah. So you know, and so I was the only person, and then I I was the only person in Arizona to bring Montana paint, like because every, everyone was still using Krylon or whatever the fuck it is. My shit was always to try to get into the scene.
0: When you end up shutting down. That one, uh, All City, then what? What do you do?
1: Uh, Then I I got it. My brother got me a job in uh, uh, aviation because that was my issue, man. There's a lot of backstory. Like, even though I hung, that's what I always tell people. I feel like an anomaly because I'd hang out with people who are slanging like 10 keys a month. And I'd be at him with the club, but my thing is I love that coke, man. So I, yeah. I would I, I partied a lot, man. Yeah, I, I would, right. and it took me some real dark places. I'd be in a nightclub with a bunch of ballers. We're all ball or they're all balling out. They get ladies. They go home, and I'm all yacked out. So next thing you know, I'm in a dope house. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I I seen the level of. Being on the pipe and hanging out with homies. And they never knew that. They yeah. would have fucking been like, what the fuck are you doing? But anyways, my point is is uh, the store got ran to the ground. It wasn't doing nothing. So and- you,
0: like... Had you gotten involved in that arena more, maybe you would have been getting high off your own supply. Probably. Because I was. A- I mean, add- d- addiction I was still, issues? Yeah, I was yeah. still hustling. My boys
1: would hit me off a quarter ounces. And and they, I remember for a while, they were even like, yo, how come you're not, you're only coming back to get quarter ounces constantly? Like, how come you ain't stepped up to an ounce yet, stepped up to a quarter key? Like, right. you know, for me, it was like, because they didn't know that I'm just used, I'm partying with half of it, making money to buy more with the other half. Oh, That's wow, it. And wow. it, and it. And I was stuck for a long time, yeah.
0: man. Yeah, uh, How many years do you think was that? Oh, fuck, man. I'm barely getting
1: sober just four, a couple months ago, man. Oh, congrats. I mean, thank you. And uh, it, yeah, it's one crazy. day at a time,
0: you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly.
1: And it's crazy. Like, you know, I've been to some crazy places, like horrible, but then I'd still make work on maybe maybe Miss Monday, but yeah. I would make work on Tuesday. I carried my life half and half, and I think that's what fucked me up and made me never realize, motherfucker, well, you got a problem. Yeah. Like, I never pawned no gear. I would I never you. fuck off my music.
0: Yeah, it's e- I, it's easy to say, oh, I'm not an addict because i'm getting everything i need to get done done exactly and a lot of times i wasn't
1: people would just save me like yeah. you know i'd drain an entire check on a friday oh wow you know but and then just fuck it let's get the next check friday
0: so coke was the one
1: yeah oh i mean i went to it all yeah. i never did no heroin but yeah. man i smoked it all crack meth coke
0: it was all uppers mostly though? that's all i fucked with yeah
1: i didn't drink my first coffee until i started dating my girl at 40 it's so Your weird first
0: coffee was yeah i never 40? had
1: coffee because i'm just always an anxious hype person and, yeah. and I only have it on the weekends I never have it like before work now or yeah nothing.
0: no shit yeah, yeah. so what's an aviation job what do you mean like
1: oh uh, my brother got into aviation after his second bid yeah like the, I'm running I have my own store w- now what does that he, mean flying no I mean he. we built the interiors of planes oh okay yeah. you know what I mean wow, so yeah, yeah. and this is the only place that I'll hire you know a felon my brother gets yeah. a job in there he watches me do my store thing helps me out as best as I can and then I land myself in a hospital after going on a binge for like four days Yeah. so then when I get out I'm like I can't can't keep this store no more. We shut down the store. My brother's like, you're coming to work with yeah. me. I have no experience at all. He lies on the paperwork because he's a boss at this time now, yeah. and he's like, he got me in, and oh, I, wow. I did aviation up until maybe just last year. Oh
0: wow! Oh no shit! Yeah, yeah. When your brother sees you in the hospital after a binge. What's his outlook on Oh he that? wants to
1: kick my ass
0: Yeah I was gonna say he's, Yeah he wants to fuck me up Cause if he's on the other side of that He doesn't want to see His brother become a fiend No right. No no yeah. And he
1: never really What's crazy is He didn't really know It was a binge Honestly yeah. man He just saw this He, I think everyone He told me later When he finally found out That he, he thought I was on doing heroin But uh, he's like The whole family knows You're doing something But we just can't nail it Cause I was still good You yeah, know what I mean And yeah. he's parties with coke But it, like I said Where I come from It's just water It's yeah. everybody's there I, got, I know people before the age of thirty, had three heart attacks. You oh, know what I wow. mean? It's just it's. I know guys who wake up and bump up, and yeah. then and they still go out and make money. Wow. Some people it don't work with their DNA. I guess you yeah, know that's right. me. I, I become a nut. But uh, yeah, he didn't really know. So, but he was just like, you know, you're gonna come work with me, and we're gonna get you a trade, yeah. and then do your thing. And then he didn't find out how bad it was until years working with him. No shit. And I start calling in, missing work, and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" That's when I'm like, "Dude,
0: yeah. I got a
1: fucking problem." Oh wow! Yeah, and it's still drug on for years.
0: So you were just really good at hiding. Yeah, you know what is an addiction essentially. Yeah, and no like problem. I said,
1: in the end, everyone know we're all at the same party. My brother's at that party yeah. too. We're all bumping up together. Yeah. But like I said, when they would go home, I wouldn't. I mean, were you staying up days at a time? Occasionally, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. yeah. And then, uh, and then you know, it'll be out. My friends would always know when I did something weird because then I'm not answering the phone even for the recovery days because yeah. my dopamine's drained. I'm all depressed. And-
0: right. Totally just stuck on the couch or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Shitty shit, man. Well, I'm glad that you found the light at the end of the tunnel at least. You yeah, yeah. Clean it's, and sober. It's, That's great. It's so weird. I, I tell people i think it's this
1: covid shit because yeah. maybe if i was still out clubbing i wouldn't notice but i mean even during this i'm fucking walled in the house of you know the pandemic you can't leave i'm not yeah. i'm laid off of work so i'm getting high but then there ain't no party yeah. so i'm fucking stuck by myself at a house and even though i've been in some horrible places it was that that made me go what the fuck am i doing and then honestly this music's kind of popping for yeah. me it's been a great year for yeah. me so i started noticing that the more i partied i'd miss shit and i wouldn't do something you know what i mean i'm I'd cancel like shit. Old Nate would probably, I mean, my girl was saying this on the way up right now. I was like, I'd probably, you know, to, if you would have asked me to do this three months ago, I'd probably be coked out right now.
0: Oh, no, wouldn't shit. be able to talk to you. Yeah, oh, so you didn't have to, you didn't do any like rehab stints or anything. It's just COVID is like kind of, it just, yeah, it hit me. And I
1: think I'm really, and then the working out, like you were saying earlier, yeah. me hitting the parks and working out, I just, I put myself in a zone where I'm like, all right, because I, you know, even in this year, I had a couple slips, like I said, but yeah. it's the, uh, starting to make me go, man, the blessings I'm noticed and yeah. come when I'm, I'm i'm staying sober man yeah, like yeah. i'm staying sober
0: i don't do um like recovery shit like i'm not an aa or na or anything like that but i got uh, i quit everything four Dope. four years ago five, oh, it's man, coming congrats, up on five man. years yeah Sick. and yeah dude life has changed drastically See, man, that's i mean good for me to hear yeah for me i mean it was marriage having a kid Dope. fucking all this shit like and you know making better money keeping, my, keeping my shit together right It just helped, like, clarify everything, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah, all the stuff you're saying, like, just being able to get it done and stay more organized, it just helps, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel it. I feel it. And now I'm, like – I say a line like, now that there's time, there's no time to waste. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, man, I don't want to, because a hangover for me, especially at 45, yeah. I, I'll be knocked out for three days. If yeah. I just stay up a whole, let's just say Friday night, and then I just lost my weekend, I got to get back to the job on Monday, I didn't create nothing, and yeah. I get really depressed if I don't create. So, I'm like, man, I'm missing time, man. Yeah,
0: totally. I'm losing time. So, when do you really start linking up with all the Makina Muerte dudes? Because that's when I met you was in the early 2010s. Uh, yeah, I don't know. How did you link up with all those guys? Through, uh, through Isaiah.
1: It was Isaiah, uh, you know, it was way late in the game too. He yeah. was already established. There was a bunch of them. I didn't yeah. know any of them. But at the time, me and my buddy Tony, I met Isaiah through our store. Yeah. And then uh, at the time that Makina's popping, me and Tony start this band called Crime Kills. Crime Kills where we yeah. were game boys and punk, and then we're starting to make a bunch of noise. So then, Makina opens the door for us. I yeah. saw him forever, but then they're like, "Hey, you want to be a part of this crew?" And at the time, we're like, "All right, fuck it, yeah, we'll do it." You know, we do punk, but you know, uh, uh, you know, and so it was just that easy.
0: So then, that brings me to a better question: Is when does the sound switch for you from like these, you know, SP12 backpacker raps to where you're doing the shit that I've always kind of recognized you for? Which is, yeah, the louder, more kind of extreme and abrasive that you do uh i I mean i don't know what do you even what do you you have a name for what you do no i
1: mean i always call it synth punk because i'm making punk with synthesizers and it it happened like again i'm running my store all city and tony nicoletta my partner in crime kills walks in i haven't seen him since he was his mom was my high school teacher so i didn't see this kid since he was 10 and now he's all grown up and uh he wants to make beats so we just start hanging out and he was barely getting into hip-hop at that time. Before that, he was really into indie and punk. Yeah. So as we're making hip-hop beats together, he's showing me other bands, and then I'm like, oh, this shit is dope. So then uh, we start to experiment with music and different sounds. It kind of sounds rocky, and then the store shuts down. We all, nobody sees each other for a while, and then he pops back up, and he's like, let's do music again together, and I'm like, "All right, here's some stuff I've been listening to, and I show him Crystal Castles. Oh, yeah. And then he's like I, when he the very next day he hits me up and goes, I want us to do something like that. But they're sampling video game sounds. I want to. The genre called chip tune music. They make these cheesy little beats with Game Boys. I want to make punk with Game Boys, oh, wow. and I was like, "All right, let's do it." And, yeah. and and the early crime I would say is me rapping. You yeah. know, I maybe you could compare it to Onyx of a scream rap. Right. To the and we just tr- chose these Game Boys as the medium of the freak. You know, as the frequency. But uh, uh, I would say it was at Ro- at my store All City is when I'm getting introduced to other shit. Yeah. And I'm like, "This is dope. I want to try it."
0: So when you finally lay down. The first Crime Kills uh, song, even if it wasn't called that yet or whatever, do you finally get to the point where you're like, oh, I should show this to people? Dude. I'm not showing no one yet. Are you serious? Yeah, man. Yeah.
1: And then my brother gets so pissed. I, I, and Now, at this point, I do have a MySpace page called Nathan William. It's my middle name. Yeah. And I'm putting my real, at the time, this is what I was doing. I was taking hip-hop sample-based beats that I'm making, and I'm singing over them. Yeah. Or I'm talking on them. I'm just doing weird shit. Yeah. And nobody knows it's me. So then we start doing crime kills at the same time as that. And my brother's like, yo, dude, this shit is dope. What are you guys going to do with this? He and up, taking it from us, puts it on his MySpace page, and he doesn't say nothing. It's yeah. just, you know, how you could have four songs on MySpace. So, two of them are crime kill songs. We don't have a name yet or nothing. And, uh, uh a hit and run finds him. Yeah. Uh, DJ Kootma finds uh oh, Koopma, yeah. Yeah, 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 Zach Koopma finds Zach's uh, MySpace page, and is like, "What the fuck is this?" For even like months, they all still thought it was Zach, ah. and then they book Zach for a show to play that yeah. shit. They're like, "Come do those songs yeah. at a hit and run in L.A." And my brother comes to me and is like dude you gotta you gotta you gotta do this now
0: man shout out kutma a victim of the fucking exactly. uh, obama uh uh deportations exactly man. I, remember his door, man. I remember living that door man i remember here for years He's ne- he didn't even i think he had never lived in nope. in england like uh, didn't even like know he lived in england or something <laughs> exactly. like that they just were like get the fuck out of here exactly man.
1: and then I, we when he was in new mexico in the holding cell where they had him my brother drove because he did so much for us he gave, showed us to la my brother drove him drove to new mexico Mexico to see him in his cell and I'm gonna never forget my brother told him, Listen, man, if you can just get if you can get to Mexico, yeah. we'll smuggle you back oh to my America. Gosh, like yeah. we got that. Yeah, you know, my yeah, family's yeah. coyote. No so shit. we're like, Yeah, yeah, I've never laughed. Kuma looked
0: at him like, Motherfucker, you're crazy. yeah <laughs> That's wow. our world. Yeah. Man, fucking Kuma, dude. That guy's yeah. a legend. Yeah. Um so he hires you guys or he hires Zaki to come out and play a hit Crime kills
1: so, songs, yeah. And so what did you do? Uh we we've said, Okay, we got two weeks, let's fucking practice. Okay. So we yeah, went yeah. in my room and when me and Tony practiced, Tony, you know, plays the Game Boy and then he would lay a synth bass over it. So he's doing something on the stage and I'm just screaming. Yeah. And then, yeah, that was my first show is coming out here to L.A.
0: Because for you to say, oh, I'm a shy guy. I've been to a few Nate No Face shows. The last time I saw you play it was at the Food's Gone Wild pop up oh, shop. Oh, dope. Yeah, it was sick. I, I actually have. I got one of the seven inches. I meant, oh, to, sick, I'm, I meant to bring I mean, it to get it signed. I forgot. Uh, uh, I say all that to say. You've been saying that you're a shy dude, but seeing you on stage, you are an animal. Ah. Uh, was it like that the very first time, or did you? No, have to learn I definitely that?
1: was. I think I remember even after the L.A. show, coming and started we, to, we Crime Kills took on Tucson, like it was just like, oh fuck, who are these dudes? Yeah. And I remember one time performing. And I was sideways the whole time. My brother's on the side of the stage. And he's like, like, dude, look look at the crowd, man. Because I I just, I couldn't. And it took a while to get there, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, even if you look at my Instagram, the way I'm constantly selfing, my people hate it, that all the dumb shit I do. You would never know that I'm this way, man. Yeah. Like, I really, I did. And now I'm getting a little more out of it, but uh, up until the moment of meeting, the anxiety is insane.
0: Do you get pre-show crazy jitters? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: I think I even do now. Just yeah. recently was my, la- my last show. I had to drink a little. That was Halloween. So, yeah. yeah. But normally, I don't notice the pre I think I do get them, but I'm so, I was used to be so fucked up, I wouldn't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that, that, I regret a lot of shows I did. I'd be so geeked out, I couldn't remember lyrics and no shit. Kidding. Like, I think my first show uh, where Ganja Sufi signed Crime Kills to a one-record deal to his label, Air. Yeah. Uh, we performed at a, a Gaslamp Killer Party, and man, I was so fucking wasted. I couldn't remember none of the lyrics. I'm climbing on speakers. And it was the worst show ever, in my opinion. Like, I was a total mess. I'm on 4-4 Locos, and just fucked up. And, and, and that that's the fucking show that sufi was like i want to sign these dudes
0: because of that show yeah, and i wow. was like that show was shit man that's crazy man <laughs> yeah. four Locos back then that was the original four loco mix oh, like, dude, Like
1: yeah i think i woke up pissing on my homie's paintings i in was his gonna bathroom. say off
0: two of those i've like uh nearly been arrested and yeah. started lost best fucking friends and shit devils, so i can't imagine yeah. off four golly yeah
1: i'm sure yeah that's
0: wild so he sees you at a show and signs you guys. Yeah,
1: he signs us to a one-label or uh, one-album deal. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Take me through those years. Uh, I, I mean, I, like I said, I remember seeing you guys around, but were you gaining a lot of buzz? Were you getting publicity and stuff I, like that? I felt like we were just
1: because it was so different. And then yeah. uh, uh, we at the same time, we're a mess. I'm all fucked up on drugs. Tony's a fucking nut. And yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, we're getting a lot of love. We were fucking shit up. Like, we'd get booked to. Uh, Uh, open for some huge band that could have took us to the next level and I end up getting coked out and Tony just doesn't care. So we're, you know, I canceled a lot of amazing shows that no could have launched it. So it was a mess. The joke is we always say Crime Kills is the band and we always say Crime Kills killed themselves. Yeah. It's like we were a mess, man. But we, we you know, uh, uh, the creator of, uh, I forget his name, uh, the creator of Workaholics, Oh, yeah. he heard of us and then he was like, he wrote scenes to one of his shows uh, specifically for us. And then they, like the company, Lucky Duck or whatever, was like just Dig in to find us they reached out to some makina people and then they hit us up like dude we didn't even know how we want to use two of your songs for our tv show but we we don't know how to find you motherfuckers because you're we're just nuts yeah so uh yeah well, i got some songs on workaholics and uh no you shit. Know, we, yeah funny. we'd always get like the right there like some love and the right people digging us and then we'd fuck it up i'd fuck it up with a drug bench or tony would just not give a shit and yeah. so eventually we we're like this is going nowhere dude yeah.
0: Um, how long is it until Crime Kills sort of kills itself? Then? Oh, shit, man. I mean, we probably had
1: god I don't know I feel I'm horrible with time man I still tell people I've only been here for five months and it's yeah. been like eight years yeah. but uh, uh, I, I I mean we probably had a good five or six year run and then yeah. it was just like Tony started getting into he's an amazing producer now he doesn't do music at all yeah. but he was getting into other style music and and I still wanted to do what I want what we are doing so but he's like dude I'm not with us like screaming no more he yeah. was getting into like UK g- garage music and okay. so I was like yeah you know uh, uh, so we just stopped man yeah. and then that's what. I was like, okay, I got to do something. So I got to learn how to make synth punk beats.
0: Yeah. When you guys part ways, you realize, okay, I got to figure out how to do this on my own. Yeah. And so do you bust out the SP-12 or what do you, I, you what know do you what I did for some shit. You know, some of the music was, I was
1: sampling like punk rock and I would chop it up. I yeah. approached it like I would a rap beat. I'm going to sample some punk rock album, but I need to make it to where it's not recognizable. So yeah. I chop it up and then I would get on it and I would just load it on my MySpace and I would do my little weird stuff. Some of it wasn't fast I was doing weird indie shit And I was just always I always gotta make music man yeah. I, I always tell people I'll be I'll try to teach myself Banjo at 80 Like I'm never gonna stop man Right I, I right. gotta fuck with the frequency yeah, yeah
0: yeah How many records Have you put out As Nate No Face
1: uh, Hard releases Like like three or four Hit yeah. and Run is released And then I just Coming off this one That I just got released With Eyeball Records okay. uh, uh Bound to Let You Down That's yeah. what um, Just released Maybe a couple weeks ago Congrats Thank Thank you man yeah. i'm really stoked man because it's yeah. with a, a good label these guys got uh, uh they're doing solid shit for me but uh yeah. uh shit man uh yeah about five records but then if you go to my band camp there's like 10 fucking digital albums like because i just i make so much music man you just keep
0: putting it out yeah well so tell me what do you think is the turn that takes you from this sort of well thought of but extremely underground act to like you said, things have been going really well lately. I mean, you're everything's starting to pick up, it seems like, and you have some some big you know, accounts and influencers as corny as that sounds that are like really behind you. Yeah, it's So crazy. Yeah. Man. Like, like how does that feel to be happening after doing it for so long? And what do you think makes it happen?
1: I I don't know. I mean, I always say this one thing cause I've been doing it for a while, but uh, I, I, I credit some as horrible it is. I credit some of it to COVID. Yeah. I won't lie, man. Everyone fucking stuff. I mean, I was still doing my shit and getting shows. And uh, I remember a while before the pandemic, that Virgil starts following me and he messaged. He's like, dude, I love your shit. I can't wait to see what you got going. Virgil I don't even Ablo. know who the fuck
0: he is. Virgil. Yeah, 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 I was going to say, you're at, you're, like, you're at an age where you're like, who the fuck is this guy?
1: People hit me up and they're like, oh, he's going to be on, you're going to be on his mood board. He's going to steal from you. Man, I've had nothing but great conversations with him. Sent him music recently and he's even passed it on to other people. And uh, like, he's, he's shown me love. How did man. you find out about you? you I know? have no fucking clue. No shit. Yeah. No, one day my I tell my girl, I'm like, yo, this Virgil dude's following me. Everybody's telling me this shit. I don't fucking know. And my girl, they, or. Or one day then he DMs me And is like uh, Yo I like what you're doing And I'm the type of guy That's just like Alright cool yeah. But my girl God bless her She's like converse Ask him if he wants anything So yeah. I'm like Yo you like records I'll send you some records Gives me the Louis address in Paris It's is like <laughs> Send that shit And I'm like Alright so th- And Holy then I'm so shit. shy Because when you send it I couldn't track it yeah. So I never hit him up To go Hey did you get that package You yeah. know I just left it alone yeah. And then he likes some shit And then he'll hit me up And be like Yo what's this song You know Can you send it to me I'll send yeah. it to him. And then just recently, he hit me up again and was like, yo, I'm trying to buy one of your shirts. So I'm like, dog, I'll, I, they were all sold out. I didn't have. Yeah. I went and got some made and I sent it to him. And then I'll, that's when I realized he did get the package before because he's like, yeah, just send it to the same address. I was like, wow. all right, cool. But yeah, uh, that was a little before that. But really right now, like, you know, uh, Travis Barker showing love. Yeah. People are showing love. Yeah. I think it's the pandemic. I think everyone who's normally busy – had to stop, yeah. just look at their phones, look at the internet, and they see this old fucking 45 year old guy screaming to synthesizers, and they're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. That's what I'm gonna say. Like, yeah. you know, I, I it would have been hard, you know, cause I feel like I've been doing it forever. and. I Again, mean, yeah. I'm a working man. Yeah, I gotta go home. I'm not at those clubs. I'm not networking. I'm. You call me out for a show. I'll. I've turned shows down. Like, nah, it's on a Wednesday. I ain't doing it, dude. Right. Like, I just didn't. I didn't push it that hard. And now that this COVID happened, I got laid it's off. Like the I great had equalizer. Time. Exactly, yeah. man. It made everyone just take a stop and notice. I guess
0: it, that's interesting because yeah, that's around the time that I started noticing. Like, oh yeah, Nate's doing really good all of a <laughs> sudden because like I said, I known you for years, but I and like I've always thought like you got a cool vibe about you and you're... Your Music is so different sure, and interesting, you, and I was always kind of like, Hmm, I wonder why this hasn't taken off more. It's right, so I unique. Like, lot, why yeah. hasn't this taken off? And then lately, I've been like, Oh, look at he's a hit. The shit's oh, taken off. And now I, I get kids a uh, Sith punk, this Sith punk, and I'm like, Yo,
1: like they credit like just the like I coined the phrase I'm like there's bands been doing this since the 70s I didn't, but these youngsters because that's the wave now is like people like us all knew about me but now this whole these young kids I got young kids who are finally noticing and they're thinking I invented synth punk or something and I'm like nah man there's bands like the Screamers and people have been doing this the only thing I do different is I put a little narco story to it or I put where I come from to it so that's what makes it seem a little different but oh yeah I'm, I'm tripping about all the love I'm getting man
0: it's dope man Thank you I'm so really much. happy for you. Thank you. And uh, I mean, regardless if it was just accidental, I'm happy I'm happy <laughs> that you're sober for the time being too, man. No, I'm sure that's I'm, a good no, Yeah, I'm focused yeah, on that, That's brother. fantastic, yeah. man. Um, so tell me about the record that you just dropped. Oh, uh,
1: it's bound to let you down. Uh, uh, Adam from uh, uh, Ham on Everything yeah. reaches out and is like, yeah. yo, I'm doing something with uh, Eyeball Records. Yeah. Do you have anything? You know, we're releasing cassettes. So I'm like, no, I don't. But I have th- thousands of songs. I'm like, yeah. I can give you a group of songs, and if you guys want to curate it and put it together, and the guys at Eyeball did, and they're like, okay, we're gonna drop this, and it's a uh, 20 tracks, uh, you know, maybe probably minute long songs, and shit. but it's yeah. 20 tracks, and we're releasing a, a tape bundle it, It's a tape, T-shirts. and T-shirt, yeah, yeah that's that you amazing. can get at the Hive, or, or yeah, uh,
0: Adam's working on that. I think where they're gonna like curate a bunch of. Uh, boutique releases of like tapes and t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think and they've been doing it and
1: they've been doing it with yeah. some dope artists. Yeah, and, and, I think they did
0: a Ghostman one maybe. Yeah, like a metal and then record a Horsehead. Yeah, and, uh, Horsehead, yeah.
1: Yeah, and so this is Eyeball's actually first one where it's, it's all, those were, I think were re-releases. They yeah. were like, we're taking oh, okay, it, we're going to yeah. re-release, it, yeah. as from what I know. And then for, Eyeball was telling me, you're our first like real Original, release, you know, yeah. where we're again, you know, because yeah. Eyeball Records like launched uh, a Chemical Romance, I Hate God, yeah. some of the bands I don't know, but they right. uh, had a, uh, They were doing their thing back in the day, and then he stopped doing it, and then he's like, let's start it again. Yeah. So him and Adam are doing this. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, and they hit me up, and they're like, yo, you want to release something? We're going to do you all new music. Like, yeah. you'll be
0: our first new release. Yeah amazing yeah yeah so uh what's a day in the life like now with covid and sobriety and creativity like what what, what do you do all day i just
1: barely got i was laid off from yeah. gulf stream building planes because yeah. of covid so i had a long streak and it was just constantly making music That's i make so much music man and i ain't saying it's all good but yeah. there's times where i'll put on a song and i'll be like oh this when is kind of dope when, yeah. when did i make this yeah, yeah. i don't i forget and then i look at the date and it's like three days ago Holy but i've shit. already made so much i already forgot that shit so it's just constant Creating. Man. When
0: you create, are you banging out a beat and then instantly writing to yes. it and recording? That's All exactly in one how. session. I, I, yeah. I'll
1: always, I'll pen some stuff now yeah. and then just cause I like writing. That's my first love but it normally the way I do songs is it's and which sucks is because I'll make a beat and then get to it then if I have something sitting like I've made a beat and never put nothing to it it's rare I go back well, to it man I'll
0: tell you I've been rapping for 20 years you right, know what right. I'm saying and like it's one of those things where when I hear a beat I either instantly know I'm gonna write to it or I instantly know that oh that's a good beat but I can't think of anything exactly and, I, and I'll never think of anything and for I'm
1: it. I and I've started to like before I'd get frustrated now I'm like no I, cause I get got these cats sending me fucking dope production, yeah. and I always feel so bad, because I'm like, yo, your beat is amazing, and then instead of working on a song for their beat, I get my toy ass shit, because yeah. my beat's nothing like their yeah. beat, but I rock into that immediately, yeah, and I, yeah. I just, I'm all about the emotion it gives me, the frequency, and and the, what I want to do with it, so it's like, yeah, that beat can be amazing, but I just, and maybe I, and maybe I sometimes go back, but it's all about it strike striking emotion that gave me Uh, something I want to say like you know what I mean it's not just an emotion it's like okay I want to say this with this song with this yeah.
0: yeah um well dude I think we did what we came to do. Sick man! Thank I you really so appreciate much. you coming through. Yeah, I'm glad Thank that we you finally you so got to sit for man. this. I think this is a very amazing triumphant story, and <laughs> I just think it's so dope and wild that like a global pandemic is really like starting to set your shit off. So crazy! <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, everyone. After yeah, yeah. after
0: all these years, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's just amazing um, to see the stick to itiveness and the the not giving up and and the the I... long term success over the the short term success. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, it's dope.
1: uh, Thank you so much. That's what I always, I'll never, if there's a crowd there to listen or not, I'm always make music. That's
0: very apparent in that you hit it for so long. You know what I mean? You really make the art for the art's sake. Yeah. And and that's dope. And I think that purity is probably going to just keep leading to more and more fans moving forward. So So, thank you, man. Yeah, man. Congrats on everything. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Tell the people where they can find you online.
1: Uh, Nate No Face N8, the number eight, N O. F-A-C-E, Nate No Face on Instagram, Twitter, Bandcamp, SoundCloud, I Don't Ever Load, and my new album, Bound to Let You Down, just out now.
0: Order is still available?
1: For the shirts, I think it's going to close in a couple weeks, but the uh, music's available everywhere, every platform, YouTube, everything, man.
0: Amazing, man. All right. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition. You can follow me online at It's Intuition. You can follow us as a unit, Kinda Neat, uh, at Kinda Neat on Twitter and Instagram and even TikTok. Uh, YouTube.com slash Kinda Neat, where you're going to see Nate No Face perform a quick medley of two songs, which are the Spray is the first one and Not Like You is the second one. So Spray and Not Like You. So go to YouTube.com slash Kinda Neat to watch that. That being said, that was Nate No Face. I am Lee and this was Kinda kind of neat.